If you have your Bible, and I hope you do, join me this morning again in Acts chapter 2 and our, our focal verses for this three-week series that we're in is Acts 2, 42 to 47, and just some, some really critical stuff for us in the beginning of who we are as a church, in the beginning of who we are as a community, and in the beginning of who we are as a family. And that's where, the again, where the title of the series comes from, All in the Family. And again, I always point it out because people sometimes think I'm crazy, but it's a PF, family. We're a Pflugerville family, but it's all in the family. And we, we started this last week, and it just kind of catch everybody up again and, and emphasize a couple of things for us. It's what we're talking about. Everything that we're talking about is being a part of something. Two different words. A part. Connected to. All in. Being in a community. Not apart from it. That one word. A-P-A-R-T. But being a part. And what we're doing is we look at our text in Acts chapter 2 and we talk about the idea of community and church and family, the big family, we're, we're, we're looking at that and then we're narrowing it down to what it means for us as a family and for us for this year, 2022, and our commitment to each other. That word that we're going to spend the year on, being committed to what we are and who we are and being all in. That's so important, is being all in. And again... We're not talking about an old sitcom, which was a good old sitcom, and we spent a little time on that last week, kind of going through some of those things. But we're, you know, we're not we're not an old sitcom. We've got a, a clash of generations and an ever changing culture and a home sometimes that was closed for us for our family. What we want the world to know, and we want what we want our community to know, is we are an open house. We are an open family. We want people to come in, and there are some issues. There are some cultural issues, just like happened in that sitcom, that they addressed, not necessarily in the best way. We'll have to address some issues that pertain to what's going on in the world around us, but we will always address those biblically from the standpoint of the truth of God's word through love and through grace because again our vision the heartbeat of who we are as a church loving God loving people and serving both and we we want people to know that's who we are. And if, if you remember, if you were able to be here last week, this context that we're looking at in the, the beginning of Acts, a lot of stuff is going on, but the, the, the key for us to really catch, this is right after the ascension of Christ, and he's given them instructions to wait. And this community is waiting together, and they're ready for something. They're ready for what's next, and they're spending time together growing together and again maintaining that unity and in a constant state of prayer and then one of the the best messages ever and we we talked about it a little last week I don't know if these this is every word that Peter said or not 
Uh, but this is the first missionary message, the first gospel message. And I, you know, I, I even conceded to you last week, maybe this is every word of Peter's message because the Holy Spirit came as it had been promised, as he had promised it. And the Holy Spirit works in crazy ways that we don't understand. So we don't know if he preached for three hours or if he preached for three minutes. But we do know that the Holy Spirit came as Peter presented that first gospel message. We see immediately that the church grew by 3,000. And we're using the word church, but that community grew by 3,000. And that's just the beginning. Because they were centered on and focused on, as Peter presented to them, the Christology of who Christ is, the person, the nature, the role of Christ, how it all ties together from the beginning to the incarnation to the resurrection to the truth that he's coming again. And it's all centered on the nature of Christ and who he is. And that's so critical, so critical. For us as believers and for the church as a whole to believe in and have that connection to him. It's essential for us individually to know him. And it's essential for us as a community to know him and to follow him as he teaches and as he leads us. So let's, let's take a look at the text um, and, and we'll real quick look at those four things and then break those down just a little bit more. But starting in verse 42. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders, and the believers met together in one place and shared everything that they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. Uh, verse 46, they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And again, our, that is where we're going to camp this week. And then again, where we're going to stay as we wrap up what we're talking about from the standpoint of all in the family. And we set the stage for us last week, the foundation, not the stage. Stages can move, but foundations don't. We saw critical things there in verse 42. They were devoted. They devoted themselves. And what we can see and know in that, what's important for us as a family and as a, a, a new church, the persistence and the perseverance that it took for them to be together and to stay together. It was something that they, they desired and that they understood. And that, that's a little bit of what we'll look at today. And there, there was just this idea of sharing life, doing life together at all levels. And everything that they did, they were sharing life together. And those four keys, teaching, they devoted themselves to the teaching of the truth. That included 
not just one person standing up and teaching all the time, but discipleship, others teaching others and growing others. And again, on that centrality of who Jesus is and so important, the correct instruction. Again, not just whatever somebody wanted to teach, but the correct instruction on the truth. They were devoted to fellowship, that commonality of communion and that real sense of connection between each other and for each other. Shared meals. I mean, what else is there to do together, right? We eat together a lot. We did that last week. Um, but that for them, for that community, there was that intimate interaction and mutual acceptance of each other. That whole idea that we've talked about before of come to the table. And it was in one of the songs again this morning that we sang, but that, that intimacy that takes place at the table when you're, you're sharing not just your food, but you're sharing life together. And then the fourth thing, and Luke really emphasizes this a lot, they prayed together. We pray together. We seek God's direction. We're dependent on Him in all things, just as this community was. And that's just, that's got to be the core of who we are. That centrality in Jesus and that reliance on God as we pray for his direction and follow as he leads. So now let's, let's jump in. That was probably a little longer than I wanted to do to kind of catch everybody up. But let's, let's move on into uh, the next few verses. This week we're going to focus on verses 43 through 46. And it's going to be, it's going to be quick, um, but we're going to focus on there. And I'm saving verse 47 on purpose. Next week, that's kind of like, that's the bow on the box that's going to bring everything together for us. But beginning in verse 43, and, and as I put this together and, and prayed about um, what to share with you this morning, these are the things that God really pointed out to me that I think are so very important for us as a community and as a family. And no, we're not going to cover every little detail of these verses. But there's some things that I, I know for us that we've really, got to, we've really got to focus on and understand. First, verse 43, there was a sense of awe. A-W-E. Have you ever had a sense of awe? in something and just a curious and, and you don't have to answer this out loud but what what gives you that sense of awe is it the the cute animals running around outside and you know that there was a purpose and a creation or or just looking around and seeing what God has done an awe or is it an awe in I don't know the food that's on the table, but what what do you what do you experience that sense of awe around for these folks and so important for us? They had a sense of awe in what was going on in the community around them. It it wasn't just the stuff on the outside, but they were, in, they were in awe of everything that was going on 
inside and what they were seeing happen, what they were seeing happen in and through the disciples, what they were seeing happen in and through each other. And they just had this deep, deep and profound respect. That's what awe is for what was going on and for what God was doing. And here, here's something, a, a thought from me, um, because what I, I, I believe and, and I can believe it even for us in, in just in our new state. The world outside looks at the church. And the world outside has a lot of opinions about the church. And I really think the world outside can look at the church and it looks broken. And it, it looks broken just like everything else does around us because what can happen to us in the church just like happens to us in the world around us we can get so focused on just me and lose sight of and not even consider what the what the group needs and what the group has and and we lose that awe of what we come together for we come together to praise our praise our Lord, to praise our Maker, to study His Word, to pray together, and we lose, we lose that awe. We lose that excitement. We, we sometimes just come together and we're going through some motions, but the people here saw what was happening and they were in awe of it and they wanted to be there and they wanted to be a part of what was going on. And for us as a church, that's got to be the fire and the energy and the passion that we have. Not just, not just this idea of coming together just because, and not this thing to come together when there's a crisis, because we can do that and we can be really good at it, but to come together trusting each other, growing closer together because we're seeing what God is doing right in front of us, and we are. We're seeing what God is doing in front of us. We have several folks this morning that aren't here Folks that have connected with us because they've heard, they've seen, and they came to check it out. And just using our terms, they stuck. And that's God at work. That's the Holy Spirit working as they come in. And they're exposed to what He's doing and exposed to what we're doing as a community. And they have this desire to be a part. Again, that idea for us, those open doors, those welcoming uh, people that we are for people to come in and to have a place to be. And that's what we want. We want others to see how God is working in and through us. So that sense of awe. We, we've got to maintain that sense of awe in who God is and what he's doing in our family. Our family is growing. I'm in awe of that because it, it just amazes me when God works through us. Because I know it's not because of me. Who would want to come be around me? But people want to be with us. Because we have a connection to each other and we have a connection 
to him. So let's, let's, let's move on into uh, looking in verses 44 and 46. And again, all of this stuff is tying together and building from what we talked about last week, but just some things uh, that, that really God pointed out to me and, and stuck out to me. Verse uh, 44, And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything that they had. And just some, some thoughts there. And some of these are questions that we can't, we can't answer necessarily in the way that this community did things. But there are things that we can do from the standpoint of what they did. And, and I won't use the word constantly because that's the, the, the idea that we get from the verses that they were constantly together. Man, I wish we could be. I wish we could be together all the time, but life, there's, there's life. We have jobs. We have our, our families. We have things that are going on that take us apart, and they're going to take us apart. But for us, the idea, can, can we? Because we should be together consistently. Not constantly. We can't. But consistently be together. And what? to be together. I'm not kidding you guys. I want to be with you. I look forward to Sunday mornings and I look forward to Wednesday nights and I'm looking forward to whatever else is coming. I don't know what that's going to be. And man, I'm not kidding you. I would love for it to be seven days a week where we were together and doing things together and growing together and letting people see who we are because we love each other I love you guys and when I say that it's not just it's not just words that I say because that's what I'm supposed to say I really do love you guys and I pray for each and every one of you all the time things that you share with me things that I sense going on in your hearts and in your lives and I, I want to see God work in your life and I celebrate when he does but to be consistently together and to want to be together is so important for us and and to share you know what what do we have to share this isn't just they did a lot and it points it out to us that when there was someone in need they pooled their resources to help that person and we do that we do that but what else do we have to share as we share life together? We, we have our passions to share with each other, our desires to share with, with, with each other, our hearts, our troubles, our joys, all of the things that's going on so that we know each other completely. Not every little secret detail, but to know each other completely so that we're all praying for each other constantly. That word, I think, needs to be constantly. We're all praying for each other constantly. We know what's going on, and we want the best for each other, and we want to we celebrate with each other in the good as well. It's not all, it's not all just praying for the bad stuff. Celebrating. All the good stuff that's going on in life together. So consistently together, the things that we have to share 
and taking time when we are together to be here. And I'm, I'm using here because we're here this morning. But, but taking time to be here. Not, not forced to be here. And not because it's a time on the schedule and we don't dread it, but it's kind of like, oh, okay, I got to get there. But this, this anticipation of being together, because that's the energy that we'll grow from and we'll live from and, and um, excel from when, when we're living to be together. And it's not just a thing of incon- or convenience, inconvenience, however you want to say that, but it's a desire to be together. And then staying in verse 46, and I'm going to read from a different translation that, than you're going to see on the screen and that I read from a second ago because I want to go back to as close to interpretation of Greek as we can get. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with, with gladness and sincerity of heart. And here's, here's again, and this is just kind of continuing where we were and building on it, that idea of like-mindedness, continuing with one mind. It's, and I, I asked a few people just trying to kind of get an idea of what that, what that meant. And one thing that I think that we can all agree on from just the standpoint of being involved in churches, sometimes that notion and that idea of like-mindedness or continuing with one mind really gets kind of this narrow-minded focus. And some of the people that I asked about this, they kind of expressed that in, in their thoughts is, you know, these were people that believed the same things and stuck to the same things, so they came together because that's what they were supposed to do. It was they they had they had a like mind, and there is truth to that. We're together as a church because we have a like mind and a like set of beliefs. There there is some truth to that, but what I don't want us to do is to get hung up on. And you've heard me say this before, but get hung up on that we're all alike because a group that's all the same, I don't know about you, Lisa just said it, but a group that's all the same is kind of boring, right? We, we want to have our focus and a centrality on the truth of Jesus Christ, but we can't all live just alike and be just alike and think just alike and a key from this that is so important for us like-mindedness is not narrow-mindedness we do believe and we do confess and we do hold to jesus christ but that doesn't mean that that's all that we want in the house we want others 
to come. We want others to see. We want others to know. We want to expose others to the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ and come to know the truth of his word so that they can join us in understanding and knowing who he is. This group had everything in common and they were together, but there were people being added. And, and I'm not trying to get ahead into verse 47, but we saw as, as Peter preached the 3,000 that were added. And what we're going to see pretty soon too is those words, and people were added daily. That means... That people that didn't know, that didn't understand, didn't have at the moment a like mind were allowed to come in and to know and to understand and to be a part of the community and for us to be a part of the family. So what we can't do is get hung up on like so many groups around us the, the norms. There's always norms to the group, right? And norms sometimes turn into rules. And we don't want people to be left out because we're trying to live by this set of norms that doesn't agree with who we are as a church and loving God, loving people, and serving both. Because if we're going to live by that vision statement, we have to be open. We can't have a narrow internal only focus. We're living in unity, functioning out of the love and the strength that we gain from Jesus Christ. And moving on in verse 46, they did everything with joy and generosity. And the question from that for me was really clear. In all that we do, in all that we share, in all that we are, in everything that we say, do we look forward to it? Are we excited about who we are? And are we excited about who we are following, who we trust, and whose we are? Because that's got to be, that's got to be the core, again, that centrality of who we are, and it should cause us to be joyful and to have excitement while we're here together and when we're out there in the world. And I, I even hate talking about it that way because it, it kind of has that, that overtone of separation. We're in here and we're safe and protected, and they're all out there. I, I don't want us to live with that idea and that concept but we should have joy because of who he is and a generosity should just bubble up in us and it's a generosity where we're helping people who have needs just like we do but it's also a generosity and a sincerity among us and we're concerned for people Again, we're concerned for needs, but we're concerned, concerned for their eternity. And it's just, it's just got to be a part of who we are. 
And we're not always going to understand everything. And we're not always going to understand some of the whys of how God works. I don't know about you. I don't understand everything that God does. But I see Him work. And it excites me. And I want others to know and experience that excitement. Because in the world that we live in today, there's just not enough excitement and passion really for anything i mean there's going to be a few million people tonight watching a football game and there's going to be a whole lot of excitement for that lasts for about three and a half hours and then it's going to be done but think about for us as believers and as followers of christ and members of his big family and members of our little family here together we have an excitement and a joy to live for that doesn't end when the final buzzer goes off tonight and we turn off the TV. We have so much to live for and so much to share. That's the key to these verses. And even what Joe shared uh, earlier from Acts chapter 4, share. We've got to share with people around us, wherever we are, all the time. It doesn't stop. It doesn't turn off. It doesn't end. It's because of whose we are and the joy and excitement that we have because of who we know. So, wrapping up for this morning, we've... Man, it's a lot. And I, I know, I could. Karen keeps telling me you could do this the whole spring because it's, it's just a lot. But I, I, want us to, I want us to set some groundwork, that foundation that we're setting to start the year so that we're moving forward full speed as we go. Because, again, that, our verse... Commit your works to the Lord and your plans will be established. And as a church, our, that word for us, commit. We're committed to Him and everything that we do, we're committed to and to each other. Committed to each other in living out what He's called us to do. Because as we say in that, that corny little saying, there's much to do in 22. We got a lot of work to do, but it's going to be some fun stuff. So Joe and Lisa, as you guys come up and we, we prepare to close out this morning to, uh, and, and worship together, we just want to, uh, we want to give you the opportunity this morning as well um, to, to worship with us. But if you, if you need prayer if you need um, one of us this morning again that unity that we have together uh, if there's if there's something going on for you that that you need some prayer as we worship together come to one of us any of us we would love to pray with you so that we can see how God is working in your heart and in your life and and to be a part of the journey with you so let's let's pray together then let's let's worship together again father uh, we do this morning just god we praise your name we praise your name for who you are 
And God, we, we honor you in all that you do. And God, just we continue to pray, not selfishly for ourselves, but God, we pray for our church. God, for our family, that we would have passion and energy and sincerity and joy and generosity as we live in awe of who you are and how you work. God, we love you so much, and as we worship you this morning, God, speak to each of us, and God, I pray that we would honor you by surrendering to you how you call us today. And we pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand up and worship the Lord.